Can you feel the love tonight? Can you feel the love tonight? Tonight is where we are. What the? Are you making tea? I was just going to... Hello? That was very loud. I'm sorry about that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bore on the floor. It's a show. Bore on the floor. That's right. Bore on the floor. It's a show. It's a podcast. It's a show about a podcast. About a show, right? I think everything you said. I botched that, right? I completely botched that. Anyway, that's fine. No big deal. We're going to continue on because that's what we do here at Born on the Floor. Episode number, Rob? Seven. This is episode seven. Episode seven. I can't believe how we're just burning through this show. It's almost as if like we're power watching it, but via podcasting. Does that make any sense what I just said? Power washing or watching? Both. So we're cleaning it up a little bit. We're cleaning it up. We're putting it all together, and we're presenting you the show to end all shows. This is Bore on the Floor, a great show, a companion show, an analysis show, just two fans of Secession talking about Secession, Rob. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Getting together, talking it out, working out the issues. Uh, you know, pointing out our favorite moments and uh, just having a good time. Now, let me ask you uh, your personal opinion about this here, Rob. Gift cards. Is it a lazy gift or an effective gift? Uh, here's the thing. I think that they're great. Could they also could they be lazy and effective at the same time? Yeah, you know, that's the thing is most things are more than one thing. At the same time. So, yes, they can be lazy and effective. But for me personally, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would love to get a gift card because then I have the choice to do what I want with it. So you're you're it's, an advocate I don't wanna be, for it. I don't want to be put in a box. It's like, this is your gift and this is what you get. And then Deal that, with it. Yeah, I understand. So you have, you have. Uh... Most people aren't. I feel like most people, I'm not going to you know say everyone, but most people okay. aren't good at giving gifts. Wow, that's pretty. That's a pretty harsh claim, right there, is it not? I don't know. I mean, I feel like maybe I'm not good at it. Like, I'm not saying I'm exempt, um, but like, who really knows what someone else wants? That's deep. That's like fortune cookie deep, right there. Thank you. You know, I always go to you for wisdom. But let's just let's start the show here. We are knee deep in this season of secession how many episodes are even left after well this is episode seven, episode seven. Uh, titled austerlitz 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 and uh there's three more to go for the season three more to go now rob and i have a little bit of a disagreement he said that he absolutely loved this episode i thought it was i think every show and every season of a show has a bit of a throwaway episode i feel like this is the throwaway episode, but not wow. that it has no information and nothing in terms of twists and turns, and um, it doesn't hurt the storyline, but I do think it is the throwaway. Go ahead, Rob. I mean, like you said already, I love this episode. I think it's a great episode. I think we begin to see some more of our characters in terms of just how they are uh, when they feel like uh, no one is watching. Um, and, you know, it sets up a lot of things that were going to come to fruition as we get to the conclusion of season one. I think it's just, I think it's wonderful. Now, just a little bit of a background of Austerlitz. Um, the term Austerlitz, when you Google it, uh, well, the first thing that comes up is the Battle of Austerlitz, which was one of the most important and decisive engagements of the Napoleonic Wars. Widely regarded, yeah, widely regarded as the greatest victory achieved by Napoleon and the Grand Armée of France. Well, that fucking makes sense. Defeating a larger Russian and Austrian army led by Emperor Alexander the First and Holy Roman Emperor Francis the Second. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Fucking Connor, man, obsessed with Napoleon. He is obsessed with Napoleon. 
and uh, it shows here. And that's just, I think, a little tidbit of that. That I mean, the show I think has excellent writing, and that that just makes it go even deeper. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and like the little the little line where where uh, you know they're talking about the name Austerlitz, and they mention that it's not the original name of the ranch, and the original one's a little racist. It just I, just, I can't. I want to know so badly what the original name of this ranch was. Yeah, me too. Because it, it, it's a, probably a very Connor thing. Whatever the name of the ranch was. Also, uh, I will. I just love the fact that the writers give us these tasty morsels of information. Oh, that's Pepper, like bringing, throwing it back to last week. Peppered for the show. That's right. Austerlitz. Rob, why don't you give us a little bit of a background of this episode and uh, what, what 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 walk us through it here, huh? All right. Well, we uh, I guess the main thing we're, we're we're dealing with here in this episode is that um, Logan is trying to put a positive spin on him on himself, really. Like he, you know, right now the the general public thinks he's a piece of shit which yeah, the, i mean the, he kind of is that's right the family so, the family essentially has been fractured by what has happened fractured. He fired the family kendall, is the you know, family is fractured weekend. and you know kendall was the heir apparent as we've learned early in the season in terms of popular culture we had him on the, the cover of what was it forbes magazine he seemed yeah. to be the next in line in terms the of the quote, yeah he was the boy wonder down there in the pigsty, the guys loved him and the things that he was doing. So, you know, to see, I mean, you have to think from, if you're not, you know, we're on the inside with secession. We're able to see what's going on uh, in the uh, in the episode within the family and within the walls of the, uh, of the right, elite, right. so to speak. So you have to figure that the public perception of what's going on with this family has to be extremely devastating. And, and Stewie alludes to it in the beginning, right? He does, yeah. So basically, I mean, if we want to get into it here, the episode opens uh, with Logan going to work and being attacked by a bag of piss uh, and some angry people, uh, which is which was fun for sure. And uh, goes up, you know, gets himself, you know, situated again, and goes to this meeting with Stewie, and Stewie kind of lays it out. And Stewie sounds like he really kind of knows what he's talking about here. He's like, listen. I'm heavily invested in this company now, so I obviously want it to succeed. And the main problem right now is public perception of you. Like, no one fucking likes you. Exactly. So they have to try to improve this image because Stewie, Stewie flat out says, you're messing with my money here. You know, right. like basically. Which we've learned he does not like. No, he's he's a venture capitalist, I think. I don't know what that means, but I feel like that's what he is. Sounds good. Because we are business moguls in our own right. This is what we do, you and I. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah, all, we know yeah, we know everything that's going on. We're we're pretty much on the inside. So what happens is they they decide to have this PR stunt. Well, I mean Yeah. That's the plan. The plan is to yeah. get the whole family together, go to Connor's ranch in New Mexico, go through this corporate therapy session, do a photo shoot, an interview, and just, you know, show the world that the Roys are are still uh, stereo, you know, like that—that that white bread American family that that everyone can look up to. I like potato bread, Robert. Okay, and well, I'm an American, and I have a family. Does this mean? Does this mean I'm I'm <sighs> I'm a reject because I like potato? Well, you don't like potato bread because you're sighing. I'm, I'm fine with potato bread. You're sighing like it's not in your. Um, I just. Uh, I mean, I wasn't. Prepared for you to go this direction. You you brought up bread, sir. How dare oh, you? How boy. dare you? Anyway, uh, sorry I'm about hungry. that. I, yeah, this made me very famished. I didn't mean to go off the rails like that, but let's bring it back down to earth here. Sorry about that. And if you're, hey, listen, we love you that you listen to this podcast. Whether you like potato bread, whether you like white bread, you might like whole grain, pumpernickel. There's many types of bread. All bread is welcome here. Is that right, Rob? I kind of stopped listening to you. I appreciate that. Um, moving on. Yeah, they're, they're trying to, you know, it, it, it brings us back. In America, we have this this very unique, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's not unique to just America, but I can't think of really any other type of culture just off the top of my head that kind of reveres families like we do in the United States. 
like with the Kennedys and the Kardashians uh. and all this stuff. And I guess to the to the greater extent in the in the United Kingdom, they they revere the the royal oh family, right? So I can't I, the just going with the, your examples of the Kennedys and the Kardashians. I just can't I can't even get over that. Those are the two names you pulled out. Well, I mean, they're the most popular ones, right? Sure. Or give me another one. No, I'm I'm good. Exactly, because you're just a white bread eating right. piece of shit. I'm sorry. All right. Gil Evis. Gil I'm, Evis, huh? Sorry. I, I got a little crazy. I got a little crazy there. So we do see that now they're trying to improve their image because this this is what they represent. They have an image and they're trying to keep it. They're trying to maintain it. And now there's they're trying to get the people to go to the ranch. That's right. Yeah. They um I mean they want everyone there, including Kendall, which seems like it's gonna be the hardest sell since, you know, he was just fired. And uh, he's also suing the rest of his family. That's right. Uh, but obviously, Roman's on board. He'll do whatever his father wants. Uh, Connor is more than happy to host everybody at his ranch in New Mexico. And uh, Shiv, is, uh, her interest is is peaked, for sure. She definitely wants in. And they get a they get a very famous uh family business family therapist type dude what is he from yeah, harvard he's a corporate therapist and again time and time again the, the people of this show the writers of this show just i mean just out of left field showing you worlds that you just you know they exist but you don't know they exist i love that yeah right exactly i mean i can imagine so many high-powered, you know, corporate families going through something like this, but just to kind of see it in the step-by-step process, we get to see it, you know, in this episode is, is kind of fascinating. Definitely. So, what do we got here? Uh, <laughs> what do we got here? Before before we get, you know, to New Mexico, uh, Shiv meets with her, her, her former boy toy, Nate, which to me, I I, Work I mean, for I his boy. Yeah, I I get the whole Shiv and Nate Lane like part of the show, but to me, I get I have no interest in it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a way to to bring in uh, Gil, who's uh, you know obviously someone who works against the interests of Logan, and. Uh, you know, is used as a wedge between Shiv and the rest of the family. Yeah, Gil, yeah, it does bring in Gil, but every time I see, like, them two on the screen, that's when I pull up my phone. I'm just being honest as a fan of the show. You're allowed to be honest. I'm an honest man, Rob. That's, you know, that's what I do. Yeah, that's fine. You know, but but for me, you know, personally, I can I can relate to Shiv and Nate's kind of relationship there because, you know, when Nate says that, you know, at absolutely any place at any time with absolutely no consequences, I would fuck you and will want desperately to fuck you. Like you have all the power. Like I get that from people all the time. You do? Yeah, constantly. It's like, ugh. well, you know, kind of frustrating when you live. And now I'm not trying to gloat here because I mean, when you live the lifestyle we live with this this highfalutin, extremely rich. How many songbirds did you eat today? Alone. <laughs> Just today? Just today alone, yeah. A couple. Four. I had four. Four? Oh, good for you. Talk about the head rush there. Yeah, man. Oh, boy. Very, very interesting good stuff. But, yeah, so, yeah. Um, but I get it. They, um, Shiv and, and Nate, for sure, is when it shows two of them on screen, it does. it is the least interesting, uh, I think, aspect of the show so yeah, far. I, I, I think it's the weakest um, storyline. But I, I, I get the whole Gil angle, and that's going to be interesting as we go along. And again, some people might find it interesting that that's a part of it. You know, that's cool and all. But I'm just saying, just to me, it's like I feel it's the weakest uh, the weakest part. Because, like, when you look at all the different storylines that you have going on, even when you have Connor with uh, Willa, like, that is yeah. kind of funny that's to me. Fasc- you know, it's, it's, fasc- a, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating thing. So, yeah. Their relationship is out of control. Correct. What do you think about Operation Black Sheep? Uh, I'm sorry? Operation Black Sheep? Refresh my memory. Ah, well, uh, we get uh, 
Roman calls Kendall to try to get him on board oh, yeah. to come to the ranch, and he denies. And Logan goes, did we get him? And he's like, no. He's like, all right, plan B, Operation Black Sheep. And we immediately get a scene where, where Rava calls Kendall, and she's telling him that she's people are talking about he's on drugs again. Yes. And, uh, yeah, Logan's a piece of uh, a dirty, dirty son of a bitch. Well, you know, it is interesting because this was a a arrow in the quiver of Kendall, if you want to rewind in the season, where he was putting disinformation or misinformation out against his father. Yeah, yeah. When he was going to the oh, chopper. Yeah. So this isn't I don't I mean, yes, it's a down dirty trick, obviously. This isn't something that you do to somebody, you know. But at the same time, it's not something that hasn't happened before with this family. Right. No, of course. But this scene, I mean, it's obviously is a little different. He's Kendall's a recovering addict. He's put, you know, he's, he's fallen off the wagon here and it's going to affect his relationship with his kids and his ex-wife and, and business ultimately as yeah, and business. And ultimately it leads to, as it appears, Logan wanted it to, uh, him showing up in New Mexico later on and fucking being on drugs. Well, I'm not saying they were exactly the same, but I am saying that uh, what, I'm, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is it seems as if there's just no holds barred when it comes to the yeah. shit tossing that happens with this family. I mean, Logan 100%. punched his grandson in the face with a can of cranberry sauce. That is correct. I mean that. I mean, it just shows you that there's no end, and it is interesting because we see uh, the like again the tasty morsels. Everyone in this business world knows that Kendall has a serious drug problem, or had a serious yeah. drug problem. Yeah. I mean, when you looked at, um, uh, oh man, I, oh, I'm drawing a blank here. The the guy from Volter, the um, Lawrence Lawrence from Volter, when he was in the uh, yeah. elevator lobby, he's like, "What are you going to do? Shoot shoot it up your arm? You." junkie fuck bastard yeah right it, it was really right. nice to meet you i gotta go like it's just so funny how they uh they contrast the you know that whole situation but it seems as if the cat's out of the bag everyone knows about his problems uh, even uh, earlier on when stewie was wanting to get high at the uh, donut shop and he was like you know join me i'm sorry yeah, that i have to do yeah, this yeah. but do you mind do you mind like it's a known thing and now to use it against him it is a dirty trick, as you've alluded to. Yeah, oh, my devastating. So now he shows up. But is that... Are we at that part yet, or are we... Are we um, you know well, I'm bad with the I timeline. Mean, chronologically here in the episode, we kind of get to now uh, Logan, Marsha, and Shiv, and Tom, and Roman uh, arriving in New Mexico, kind of greeting them, welcoming them to the ranch. Um, beautiful ranch. Bro. They kind of... Beautiful, beautiful. I think I want to visit New Mexico. What? I think I would actually want to go and visit New Mexico. Oh yeah, let's go. You want to go? Let's go. You want to go? You want to go to Austerlitz? I would love to. Let's go. <laughs> the pool looks very nice. Well, we'll get to the pool in a little bit. No, anything. So about everyone happen. arrives there. They kind of have like a like a meet and greet kind of pre therapy cocktail hour. That's right. It looks like. Um. And eventually, obviously, the therapist himself shows up, and they decide to to get to it. How do you feel about that therapist? Would you uh, would you open up to that guy? Would I open up? Yeah, to would him? you open I mean, up to him? I don't know. I don't really, just by the look of him. I don't. I think I would. I, he seems like he's pretty good at his job. I know. I don't think I trust him. I think he would. I think he would try to sell me like a used printer. Like the next day. No. Yeah, I think he's a stop. Yeah, I, I don't like the look of him. I'm just saying I don't like the look of him. I'm not saying I'm. Wow. I'm not demanding his credentials, but I'm just saying at at a first glance, I'm skeptical of the guy. Interesting. Interesting. But he came highly recommended, so we'll take him. Highly, highly recommended. Um, so before they go into therapy, Shiv gets a call from Nate saying that him and Gil are in New Mexico and they want to meet her. She's obviously distressed because this is an important meeting for her career, but she's about to have to go into this fucking bullshit family therapy session. Now, question, do you think that Shiv 
is so down for this session because she's really trying to repair her family? Or do you think that she is trying to position herself to try to maybe take, maybe not take Kendall's place, but to try to get herself in line for the secession? I think like, give me very your... um, blindsided by the vote of no confidence and everything that was going on with Kendall and, and Logan. And I don't think she wants things to be happening without her knowledge anymore. Like she wants to know what's going on. She doesn't want to have to hear things through other people anymore. And maybe she feels like now that things are falling apart, it's time for me to try to get involved and figure out what the fuck is happening. So she, yeah, she's trying to, to be more aware of what's going on because, because. Yeah. And obviously if, if Kendall's out, you know, that leaves a huge hole in, I mean, eventually, uh, Logan is not going to be there and something's going to have to happen. So this also could be an opportunity for her. Interesting how, like, she's so she was so hands-off, standoffish. Even when, if we hearken back to when Logan was sick, when she went into the, um, into the office, when she, she made that comment, like, oh, when you guys go Lehman, let me get these chairs. You know, very, very, like, not caring. I just, it almost seemed as if her reality... And her thought process was almost as if it could never end. Almost as if, like, you have so much power, you have so much control over things, there's no way that it will ever go away. There's no way that it will ever be a post-Roy, uh, post-Waystar-Royco era. And yet now you're sitting in a situation where you see her brothers falling apart, you see the voter no confidence, which is the biggest threat, uh, even so much as, uh, even more than when the guy had a stroke, for Christ's sakes, and now it's like, I right. agree with you. I think she's now in, she's like, I got to be in the game. But then she's her own ambitions because she's been working so hard in the, in the political yeah. field. Now she's got this opportunity to see Gil. And now mm. it's really tugging on. So I really like that as much as I, like I said before, as much as I really don't enjoy the Nate and Shiv dichotomy, like that storyline, this is what yeah. makes it good. The fact that there's this, this political aspect of it. Yeah. Going I mean, on. She's, yeah. Excellent. I think a lot of what we don't like and maybe a lot of people don't like about the Nate aspect of of that whole situation is that we just we all love Tom so much and we don't want to see Tom be hurt. You oh, know? my God. Yeah. We love Tom so team, much. Team Wobs Gams. <laughs> Did I just get Wobs Gams? I think I think that's where that stems from, if I'm being honest here. I, I'm going to have to agree with you wholeheartedly here. We, you know, it's really hard for anyone to watch this show and not be 100% t- uh, Team Tom. How can you not? The yeah. guy's an absolute sweetheart compared to the savagery of this family. He's the only yeah, he, person that telling, you can relate before to. Before the therapy, before the therapy is telling her, I, you know, I want to, I want to have your back, but you know, uh, should I just not talk to Logan? Cause that might hurt me too. But I, I you know, I, tell me, tell me what to do. Yeah. He, you know how he's like, you know, signed the prenup in his head already and stuff like that. The, he's yeah. always there to please. He's a people person. And, and you know, it's no mystery. If you've seen the show before, like if you're doing a rewatch or this is your first time, it's almost a guarantee that if you're not, it's almost a guarantee that your favorite characters are Tom and Greg, in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, although, I mean, Roman, too. Well, Roman being Roman, like how he is, yes, he's, he's a gravitating character. Him. But, I mean, the people that you can relate to the I mean I I'm talking I'm talking oh, about yeah, the 100%, 100%. average I'm talking about the average person you know obviously our favorite characters like Stewie or Logan because we're in the cutthroat business world we we right, do we these deals all the time yeah we do these deals all the time we ruin lives but for the common man for the commoner like the person who's listening to this podcast the pauper your favorite person is Greg or Tom cuz Tom's the salt of the earth type of guy and Greg was actually impoverished, like most of you that are listening. So, right. you know, th- this is what, again, the brilliance of the writing shows uh, when you look at these these characters and how they develop and how we fall in love with them. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Tom and Tom and Greg are beacons, you know. Oh, nice, Just, yeah. We, we can all, re- all relate to them, and, and we can't get enough of them. Correct. That is true. So, so Shiv gets the call, which puts her in a bind. But it's therapy time. We got to go in. We got to go into. Got to go into therapy now. And just the, you know, the first time that Logan 
uses his you know rehearsed speech about how everything he's done he's done for his children yeah uh everyone is kind of like wow that's nice but like what else because we don't trust this guy like at all and and it's funny because the veneer just disappears like it seemed as if those kids i mean these kids are constantly trying to get validation from their father constantly trying to get validation from their father and it seemed as if when they were starting this therapy session when he was saying what he was saying they they it, it they bought it they they it's like they were almost completely bought in only to just be crushed yeah until he starts repeating the same exact fucking words the first the first like three words he speaks the second time was like you know whatever like for my children everyone's like all right fuck this guy yeah he's like all right here we go he's just he's just fucking with us right now yeah and it's um, it's, it's kind of interesting that the you know connor and, and shiv and, and even roman they do feel comfortable enough in that therapy session to to talk back to logan for the first time like ever really and i thought they would be you know feel confident enough to do that i think yeah that that was very interesting and i and i i sit back and i wonder why and it did seem as if even though logan was putting on his act and stuff like that it did seem as if that there was honesty for a minute like it seemed as if yeah i think they are so they were so desperate for there to be honesty that they just they acted out of their character of how they usually react to Logan and how Logan, you know how how they're always afraid of him, and it was actually really I think you know I did say that this was the throwaway episode, but I did also allude to the fact that it's not bad. Like I do think there is awesome scenes in this episode, especially towards the end, um, and this yeah. is one of them too. Yeah, this is this is a great uh, moment in this episode for sure. Um, Shiv just calling out Logan, uh, you know, even Connor saying that he doesn't necessarily believe his dad and Roman too, which is, I think the most surprising that Roman even said like, I, I don't really believe him either. Uh, Cause Roman up to this point has always, anytime uh, Logan's been in the room, Roman has kind of just crumbled into a, a, a puddle of nothing. That's true. He does. He is completely, uh, you know, at the submission to whatever the whims are of his father. He just does whatever whatever his dad says, and, and 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 to an extent, it does seem like he he does that when he gauges the room too. He does seem like he placates to whomever's in the room, whether whether he's true. going to destroy. Yeah, it, it, and it depends on what he wants. But with his, with his dad, he's just whatever whatever he says goes. Yeah, yeah, and then at the end of the day, here we really get too much out of this therapy session because as soon as it starts going in a direction where Logan feels like he's losing control. Uh, he's done. He he doesn't want any anything to do with this anymore. Um, they decide to have a break and you know maybe have lunch and then reconvene, try another therapy session a little later on in the evening. That's right. Um, but uh, Shiv decides, fuck this. This this is a fucking charade. This is nonsense. I'm going and I I'm going to do this other thing. I'm going to meet Gil from to better myself. I'm not sticking around for this nonsense, which is a very Roy thing to do. And you would think it'd be met with respect. Yeah. I mean, the the other thing, the the thing that I guess Logan, you know, probably would respect it, except as we find out towards the end of the episode, he, he knows where she's going. And he obviously thinks that Gil is, you know, a problem for him. He does feel betrayed, we see, when we get to the and that was the scene that I was alluding to before. Like I loved That's they, the best scene. Yeah, that the when maybe, they, uh, maybe of the whole season so far. I'm I, I actually agree with you because of just how raw it is in terms of the emotions, yeah. in terms of the conversation. But we're gonna get to that. Let's try to keep it chronological because you know I love bouncing Sorry. around. I know, I know, I know. Um what else? So she goes to meet Gil. Um she goes to meet Gil. They talk. He kind of lays it out to her. Um, I want to hire you, um, but I need you to be prepared that it's going to get ugly with your family if you work for me. That's right. And and and, and you, that's something that she needs to be okay with. And we get to see Gil uh, pretty much for the first time in terms of like his the, the face-to-face interaction, you know, really getting to, yeah. uh, to dr- drill down on Gil and everything like that. And... 
it's interesting because, you, you know, here he is. He's this politician who's supposed to be righteous, who's supposed to be progressive, who's supposed to be putting the country on the right track in terms of like politics and policy and stuff. And here he is taking a woman that he knows he could take advantage of politically and ethically, everything that he could do. He knows picking up uh, Shiv, Siobhan Roy on his team is a direct attack on Logan Roy, who controls the, obviously the conservative media in the United States and abroad. And it, it's like almost as if you have that situation where they're just two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting road that we're going to get to travel on as this episodes progress. And uh, this episode does a good job of setting up that uh, confrontation, which we'll uh, we'll get to see pay off down the line. Mm -hmm. But you see, Um, you see the planting of the seed here. Yeah, indeed. Why else would you be? Why else would you want Shiv? Like, why her? Why her? Because it, I, oh man, I forgot who had had said it. Um, well, or, well, she kind of leans and asks that question too when they meet. She's like, "Are you offering me this job because of who my family is?" And she doesn't right. want that answer to be yes. And I think it's at this moment unclear what that answer is. It seems ambiguous. Yes. Yeah. Rob, hello. And uh, while, hello. You're there. You, I'm just going to address the audience here real quick. You're going to have to bear with us. Like, like I said earlier, we're fighting through the COVID pandemic, trying to make sure that we could bring this show to you. And uh, I do have Rob over on Skype, and the internet isn't that great. So right. um, we're I hope something a little different. We're trying something a little different. Hope it goes very well. If it doesn't, you know, we'll always try to go back to the drawing board and figure it out. But uh, there is, there has been a couple times where I, I don't know if I could hear Rob perfectly fine or if he's even speaking. So please bear with us. Bear, bore with us. Oh, I love it. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> All right, moving along. Where are we now? Moving along. While while this is happening, while this is happening, uh, we kind of check in with Kendall, who uh, we see has decided to show up in New Mexico. Uh, goes to a local watering hole. I knew you were going to say that too, because of the desert. Because of the desert aspect. You think you know me, huh? That's nice. You think you know me? Uh, goes to this local pub and kind of kind of gets some info on uh, Connor doing some weird shit down there with with dogs. And um, he just couldn't. Makes, he couldn't put the dog down. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. But uh, he he kind of he meets these uh, methods, and well, uh, first decides... first we see uh, him approach the the bar when he's asking the questions, and that's where he where we kind of see that he's really off the wagon because he orders a double vodka. Yeah. Well, he does at first order a sparkling. Oh, well, he asks for a non-alcoholic beer, which that's they right. Laugh at him basically, and then he gets the sparkling water. So he's trying, but that only lasts about 15 seconds. Now, do you think that this is the first time he went off the wagon since the split? Or Yes. I wonder why right then and there he decides to do it. Because it seems very matter-of-fact that he was just like, all right, give me the double vodka. Yeah, I just, I think that obviously the, you know, Rava withholding his children from him kind of just sent him down this path. He, it, and he's just like, fuck this. Like, I'm doing the right thing, and I still don't get to see my kids. Well, then I'm just going to do what I want to do. Doesn't he mention in this episode how long he was sober for, too? Or was it the next oh, one? Oh, man. I don't know. I think I he's. Know. I think, I think. think there was a, a line where he said, I'm, I've been sober for five years or something like that. And that's, that's a long time. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't remember that. But uh, he's, I mean, he's definitely been doing the work because uh, he clearly has had a pretty serious substance abuse problem and yes. uh, he's been fighting it off. Yeah. So he, 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 he has, uh, he breaks down and goes off the wagon. And uh, we also, yeah, Connor, we find out that he couldn't get, he couldn't th- put down his dog himself. He had to find someone to, to kill the dog for him. Yeah. And, and, uh, Kendall goes to this guy and just, 
I don't know if he just immediately recognized that this person would be able to get him drugs or he just realized it as they started talking to him, but he approaches him and they wound up going back to that guy's apartment with his two buds, the wolf pack, the wolf pack and, that's uh, right. and start fucking drugging it up. You know, I mean, really, really going in on some hard. I mean, yeah, drugs. just out of nowhere. I think they, do they start smoking pot? And then just like immediately he's like, let's fucking do everything else. It, 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 what I, Listen, I, I mentioned this before, the tasty morsels and all that. Again, this is what I really love about this show is that they're showing us, they're giving us snapshots of different worlds that usually people aren't privy to. Now, I don't yeah. know the clientele that listens to our podcast, though I do know there are many. I don't know if you guys are meth heads. If you are, you're going <laughs> to feel right at home watching this episode because they have bad teeth. They say really weird shit, and they just do drugs the entire time. Yeah, yeah, and they have a great time doing it. They have a fantastic time doing these drugs, but it's just hilarious to me how bizarre they are. Yeah, I mean, these these are people who don't have, you know, plans on a day-to-day basis. They kind of just go where the meth takes them. <laughs> you know? Wherever the meth may lead <laughs> yeah. is what happens. So Kendall's getting in on that. We get a snapshot of kind of Connor again, like trying to just trap Willa in his ranch. And it's very weird. It's almost like a proposal, but also like he's also he's kind of asking for permission to kidnap her. Like, it's very strange. It's bizarre, but it is Connor, which is what's which is the interesting part. And we just see Willa throughout this episode kind of realizing more and more how she's got herself in this fucking like quicksand, basically, where she just can't yeah. get out and she's trapped. And this is her life now. And it's kind of it's a little sad. I, I, I do feel a little bit of, a, of pity for her when she's uh, when she's kind of like cornered in there. What does he say to her? He's like he he sells her on a spiel of how like he, you know, she could focus on her. He, her writing out here and stuff like that. And yeah, he's like, well, bang, I'll, I'll pay for whatever shows you want to produce. You can do some writing. Um, but I just want you to live here with me in New Mexico, even though everything you want to do is in New York. And then, uh, and then doesn't he, uh, he gives her a kiss and he's like, slap me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so they have a kiss. They share a kiss and he goes, slap me in the face right now. <laughs> like, he's, uh, He's a maniac. And she does. And he's like, oh, you're the best girlfriend ever. But he's also she's also sitting through like while they're in therapy, like Marsha's talking to her and like about how she has this friend who used to do what she d- <laughs> does as a, as a prostitute. And she's just sitting here and taking all this shit. And it's just like, oh, Willa, you dumb, dumb, dumb girl. It's such a <coughs> excuse me. It's such an awkward and you got to cherish the awkwardness that they they put forward in the show because it, it's just so weird. And uh, I enjoy every second of that, of those awkward moments. And Tom oh, is there, too. Everyone's down there at the ranch. Yeah. And uh, so as this is happening, now we kind of uh, transition to the therapist kind of floats this idea. Everybody go swim. You know, get everyone. Get your dad. Let's go for a swim. And uh, who is it? It's uh, Roman kind of convinces him to dive into the pool, which is apparently... Not a diving pool. Well, wait a minute. Before you even, before we get to that. Uh, okay. Before we get to that, sir. Back it up. Back it up. Uh, I don't know if it, if it was it either Roman or Connor. You're going to correct me on this one. I'll try. They were like, oh, uh, dad can't swim. Uh, you remember that? I think that's probably Roman, but I'm not 100% sure. It was one of the Roys, obviously, this was in therapy session. And the guy said, let's all go for a swim. And they were like, he can't go because he cannot swim. Yeah. And then later, I mean, obviously, when the episode ends, we see him in the pool swimming. Swimming. Yeah. Yeah. So it just it's it's a, it just gives you this, this, this snapshot in, like, there's just so much deception in this family. It is absolutely fucking wild. Yeah. Although, I don't know, it's it's weird, because we do, when we see him swimming at the end, like, Marsha is, like, really the driving force behind that. 
And uh, but like I don't I don't know if it's uh, he can't swim because he's never been able to swim or he can't swim because he's still recovering from a stroke and we're not sure if he can actually swim right no, now. I think it was I think it was they were under the impression that he was never able to swim because the, yeah, you, you're saying what he because like. you're saying he can't swim not like yeah he's sick you would hear like he's sick he can't swim it's like oh he can't swim in this condition you'd hear something like that I think right right but they right. were like oh That's he true. they said it so matter of fact they're like oh he can't swim he can't do that now. Right. I know it's the right. end of the episode, but now I have to bring it up because, um, and we'll get to it because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go deep into the uh, into the uh, confrontation that happened in the kitchen. But yeah, what's on Logan's back when he gets? out I of the was pool? wondering the same thing too. I couldn't tell if it was like there's scratches, scratches or, or scars or, or it was yeah. or it's just like a trick of the sun in that angle with the cat like. But it definitely seemed like there no, was some. There's no trickery. There. There's no trickery. Clearly, this guy's got some stuff on his back in terms of wounds. I'll say it like that. They're wounds. They're not. Yeah. That's not natural. Yeah. Okay. Whatever's on his back came from an external force, whether it was himself. Because there's like, you remember, you ever see the movie, uh, what is it, like uh, The Da Vinci Code or Angels and Demons? One of those, one of those Tom Hank movies. There's yeah. a there's a monk or something that like is against him whatever blah blah blah, but there's this sect of some sort of religion thing where they will hit themselves in the back with whips mm. and stuff as like some mm. sort of a penance or something, or they'll wear a device that's uncomfortable on purpose to yeah to yeah, not yeah. be comfortable. Because they feel like they have to repent. I can't give you the reasons behind it, but they they'll sometimes wear a vest under their clothes of boar bristles that literally makes you itch and feel like shit all day, and that's their dedication. That's what they do. So either either Roman, I mean, excuse me, either Logan is doing some weird shit like that, or maybe yeah. Marsh is whipping the shit out of him and abusing him and is in control. What if he is a vulnerable old man and she's steering the ship? Who knows? Well, I think elder no abuse. Matter, no matter what, if it's one of those, you know, psychological like I don't want to be I need to always be in pain kind of things or it's uh Marsha whipping him or maybe it's a, a sexual uh adventure that him and Marsha are having. It could be sexual, uh, yes. I think she's involved She's involved in it in either way. If it's one of those spiritual things, I think that's her idea that she's implanted into him. You know, definitely something um, on her end for sure. That this is a way he needs to think about things. So yeah, I, I did see that and was like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't remember that from the first time watching the show. Yeah, the uh, the thing on the yeah, I didn't remember it either. So when watching it on the rewatch and seeing it, seeing it like it just emerge. I was literally yeah. just so fucking perplexed by it. I'm going to probably go Same. online and look it up and maybe talk to you about it outside of the show. Because if it leads to a spoiler or something, I don't want that to happen. I want to read anything on the air that can uh, ruin the thing we got going on here. But something right, to keep right, in right, mind. Right, right. Something to keep... So uh, they go swimming. Yeah. And, and Roman uh, goes, fucking dive in, man. Fucking, fucking do it, you fucker. And he fucking... As in face first and loses all his teeth. Big, big mess. Lots of blood. Connor's flipping out, wants to go to the hospital Bro. with him. It's hilarious because because Logan's like, you don't have to go. He's like, I need to go. I need to make sure this guy isn't litigious. Like, he's not going to fucking sue us or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're supposed to go into the second therapy session and Shiv is gone. Connor's leaving with the therapist and they have to do this photo shoot. And it's just it's just Logan and Roman left at this point. And you know what's funny is when when in that moment when Connor is like, ah, he, what if he's litigious? I mean, they have more money than God. They could replace <laughs> all that man's teeth, not just the two front teeth that came out. Like they could yeah. get, buy him a new face. It just shows you that Connor is manic in in, in what he does. He yeah. he's extremely emotional. I mean, really I emotional. I think there's even a a moment in this moment of panic where he's like, he's, he says like this, it's, it's marked clearly like not to die. If it's not deep enough. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. He, he's, he is a bizarre fella. I don't know enough about psychology to just kind of break down what's going on in his head, but he is, the airplane has not landed yet when it comes with Connor. No, definitely not. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's happening. And then, 
you know, Logan has to plow ahead and do this photo shoot. That's right. The photo shoot. Hold on a second. You're breaking just, up a little. And, and, uh, Hang on a second. The uh, the internet has to catch up. Go ahead. Yeah, they're doing the photo shoot. What does he ask him to do? I, I, I'm yeah. so terrible with details, but Logan asks think, him to well, do the, the task, the right? The details are aren't very clear they're not they're not details aren't clear because i actually went back and, and played it back like three or four times because i was asking myself the same thing exactly as he's asking him to do but uh they don't really get into it so it, they kind of talk about the japanese some rocket launching uh oh yeah space mission perhaps or something but uh he wants roman to be more involved so pretending to talk the photo shoot he's like no you're the coo right like fucking do it yeah. Hang on a second. Hello, Rob. Are you there? Rob. I am here. I'm having a little bit of a bandwidth issue again. It's okay. Hello. We're okay. We're we're still here. We're okay. still here. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It was a little ambiguous as what he was asking him to do or to task him with, and um, I wanted to I wanted to pick your brain about it, but I guess we're in the same boat. Okay. We don't really know what what they're talking about. Yeah, it's it's very vague or ambiguous, but the only thing that we really need to take out of this is that Logan is giving uh, Roman a job to do, and uh, we'll have to pay attention to see how, you know, how that goes in the future. So you think that because now, like at this point in the show, obviously, you have to you have to take into account that everything that they do in terms of moves, every single thing. There's a there's a motive behind it. Now, what do you think Logan's motive is? Giving well, it's uh it's similar it's similar to what, what I think he did with Kendall earlier in the season. Is he's test now he's going to test Roman and see if he has what it takes to to handle something. I mean, we don't know exactly what this task entails, but it it seems like it's a pretty big deal and a big responsibility. And and Logan wants to see how how Roman runs with it. So he's really testing the waters in terms of who's going to be the one to secede him. Because now Kendall's gone. Yeah, I mean, I mean at this I think, point, he's, yeah. lost, he's lost all faith in Kendall, so he needs to figure out... I mean, he knows, obviously, he wants to stick around as long as he can, but he knows eventually he's not going to be able to be there. So he wants to see what, what Roman can do. And it's so crazy because, you know, we hear Roman uh, saying to Kendall that the only move that he had was to kill, to try to kill Logan and take the power, and that Logan would have respected it. And this is, I mean, obviously... It shows that Logan really despised the maneuver. Well, I don't know if he despised the maneuver, but it. Well, I mean, he cut him know, out in a, outright. In a, I mean, there's no, and I mean, you do see that there's trying, like the maneuver. Good. Like you said, two two things can be true at once. Like he can he can respect the maneuver, but also it, it's still gotta do what he's got to do himself. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, maybe I thought. I think maybe I thought it would have gone down differently in terms of like him being like, hey, "You did good, kid. You did good. You know, go go back to China or something yeah. like that." Yeah. I mean, he might, you know, whatever. But like I said, at the same time, he has to defend himself and not let something that he thinks is his get taken from him. All right, Rob. We're having a little bit of a bandwidth issue. Um. So, and we have about oh, ten. No. It's okay. We have about 10 minutes left or so. So what I want to do is I want to hit that scene, that kitchen scene that we had. Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Run me through that. Let's tell, let's, let's look at it. Let's look at this scene together and, uh, and chat it out with our friends uh, that are, that are listening on board on the floor. Yeah. So quickly, uh, Roman goes to get Kendall from his uh, crack den and brings him back to the family meeting uh, and that at that point, Shiv also returns. So now we actually have everybody in the same place at the same time. And ironically, the most therapeutic uh, moment of the episode is not in therapy, but it's in the night when everyone is, is there together. That's right. So Kendall, uh, you know, we get to meet fucking meth head, crackhead Kendall, who's a fucking delight. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, uh, what a fun sc- ride this guy's on. Screaming, and sleeps tonight. Episode in the car with Roman. Uh, he starts. He gets to the house. He's banging on the window. Family therapy. Bop, 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 bop. 
It's uh, it's delightful. It's really, it's it's unbelievable. What's up, motherfuckers? It's uh, he even he's talking about he calls I forget he calls someone like a high class hooker and then turns and apologizes to Willa and she storms off. It's just it's amazing. He's coming in hotter than hot. Like he's really he's hitting the floor running with his uh with his antics and uh yeah. the the father Logan Logan is just not liking it. No. No, obviously like he's you know this is not what he wants his son to be doing and and then he knows that Shiv was just in a meeting with Gil who's his enemy. Uh Marsh is there like you know trying to say that Logan's defending himself from two traitor it's it's an amazing scene because shiv is just giving it kendall's on another planet attacked from all angles and uh god it's just it's incredible you know this is probably um the saving grace uh for me in terms of this episode i mean it's an enjoyable episode i did say earlier that it was the throwaway episode but the ending of this episode is where it really just comes together so well in terms of the conversations that they're having and the character development that we're seeing. And it's just, it's, it's as if it boils over uh, here in the kitchen. You know, you have a great, it was the best follow-up to the vote of no confidence that I think you could have gotten. Everyone's emotions are at an all time high and, and, Everyone's just letting it all out at this moment, and and it's almost more brutal than the the boardroom or the more the vote of no confidence because it's just everyone's cards are on the table now. And that's right. Uh, all right, Rob, we're gonna have to wrap up now because the I don't know what's going on yeah. with the bandwidth, but it's it's killing the the vibe of how the show was going because it was going very well, but now it's just it's unbearable, unfortunately. But uh, I think we had a pretty good episode in terms of the conversation. I think that uh, everyone enjoyed it. Uh, I think so. And I hope that uh, we're going to be able to maybe yeah. fix this issue and, and hit, hit and do uh, another episode next week. I hope so too. Yeah. And uh, like I said, we're you know we're trying something out here with the social distancing and recording from different locations. So we're we're trying to get this working as smoothly as possible and we hope that uh we can iron out all any issues we had this week i think we did pretty good and next week we go to Prague. jesus christ <laughs> all right rob i wish you well i hope you socially distance and wear a mask uh and that goes for everyone Always. who's listening to this show thank you for listening to bore on the floor we're going to catch you next week everybody take care bye